The Spanish announce table. You start it. All it right. sounds better when you start it. All right. It does sound better when I start it, Tom. Uh, that's what yeah, they all always say. Because uh, I'm always finishing it. Right? Mm. That's a... You're definitely starting it, but I don't know if you're finishing it. Can't start no shit. You're a great leadoff hitter. You're a great leadoff mm-hmm. hitter, and I'm a really good closer. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you close a lot of doors. You know what I mean? A lot of, oh, yeah. lot mm-hmm. of opportunities. Close a lot of doors. Close that up. Burn a lot of bridges. Yeah. I am the right. king of all. You are that uh, king, sir. Sir Tom in the house. Uh, Lord of the Spanish announce table. Tom... What's up with you, man, Tom? What, did you watch that uh, Super Bowl? Was it Super? I did. Mm. I did. You know, yeah. Here's the thing. Let's just go into it real quick. Again, this is a pro wrestling podcast, yeah. but we do talk about the pop culture happenings, especially in the United States, because that's where we are. Uh, so let's just quickly get into the Super Bowl. God bless the USA yeah. and nowhere else. Yeah, as all the politicians say, God bless America. Uh And then in parentheses, nowhere Nowhere else. else. That's what it feels like. Anyhow, uh, here's the thing. Was it 53 to 50 and oh my God. No, No. but was it awesome big hits where people were just getting fucked up? Yep. I thought it was very exciting. Violent. And so I like that. Me too. Like I didn't enjoy you know, punt, punt, punt. But the first, second, third downs were physical, were hard hitting, were uh, strategic. It was entertaining. The, the two things that failed the Super Bowl, in my opinion, was whatever that halftime show was. And we'll get into what it. the real halftime show was here in a little it. bit. Uh, and then the commercials. I thought the NFL yeah. 100 commercial was spectacular. I loved it. Started with Marshawn Lynch trying to grab the cake. Football falls. They have it. They had everyone. It feel, feels like included in that Super Bowl. Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, uh, Richard Sherman. Um, I mean, everyone. But the only person I couldn't think of that I would have included. I mean, they had the 72 Dolphins. They mm-hmm. had Franco Harris. Uh, they had Joe Montana to Jerry Rice. I mean, they had everything. The only person I thought that was missing, and just a little bit, because you know, I think he's iconic for them. Brett Favre wasn't in it. Other than Brett Favre, I feel like it was all there. The only cool thing I would have added to it, because I'm a dickhead, is if it was the banquet, you know, and all of those people uh, were going through, you know, and you had uh, LaDainian Tomlinson running, Ed Reed hitting them and all that stuff. I would have just had Colin Kaepernick on the outside of the room tapping on the window trying to get inside. Because get it? He's blackballed. Yes. Yes. And just flat out, like, I wish they would just admit it at this point. Um, yeah <laughs> like Goodell's still saying like he's just not as good uh as a, the other quarterbacks in the league like do we have to run down a list of the backup quarterbacks in the nfl to just call you a liar now like come on man like yeah you're an asshole. or any of the buffalo bills starting quarterbacks <laughs> since I, he's been out of the league i, I mean, bet you Andy Reid would be like yeah i'd take him as a backup to, if mahomes got hurt now yeah you know i mean he could yeah, run a very right similar now. style and we could fit him right in yep. i like i bet you there's no reason andy Reid wouldn't he always takes guys like that like whatever man definitely uh brett Favre, uh, he demanded uh, too much game, money and yeah. uh he, he demanded too much money and and too much bush light in his hotel room so they didn't they didn't sign him on for the commercial brett Favre. well that makes sense then. yeah mm-hmm. that, that that definitely makes sense right. by the way i did re- 
the Super Bowl ad. Uh, it was free for the NFL, so they didn't have to pay the, I think it was $4 million for the 30-second spot. And uh, no one in the commercial got paid. So way to go, NFL. You nonprofit. Way to, way to uh, use all the do- dollars you have there because, you know, you're string, you're hanging on by a shoestring there. Oh yeah. Uh, what and, are they going to do? Way is there going to be a, you know, is there gonna be a season next year? Is it going to happen? Hmm? Is there is there going to be a season? Because well, you know their budget. You know I don't know if they're going to have room. Oh, yeah, the budgetary concerns. I to, don't know. Well, you know, you know the one team can't know, even find a place to play. Oakland. So. Yeah, and good for good for the NFL. <laughs> I mean, so, seriously, the using what budget they have to to cut the corners and still giving us a great product. You know, you had the old men with gray hairs just eyeballing where they think the ball fell mm-hmm. and you know trying to keep up with 24 year old track stars meanwhile their vision and reactionary skills are going and the whole crowd is just yelling at them to be better which yeah. they can't because of evolution yeah way to go nfl you guys are getting it yeah they um you know anyhow the not game always on the ball but i thought the game was great it was yeah. fun i enjoyed it 13 to 3 yeah Defense is like, fun. Yes, it is. Like, stop being a jerk. I like thirteen to three when it's because the defense was really good, which it was here, and not offensive ineptitude on both sides of the ball. Right? Like when it's when it's right. because the defenses were so locked down. Like I still like that a lot. Yeah, it wasn't the Buccaneers and Jets. It's not how to snap the ball and fumbling it on second down. Right. It was. Jared Goff going up to the line of scrimmage going, I've never seen this defense before. What the fuck do I do now? And then trying to figure it out on the fly. That is entertaining to me. But I get it. 53 to 51, blah, blah, blah. Duh, 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 duh. Cool. One thing, though, Trey Wingo of Wingo and Golick on ESPN Radio had a great soundbite, and I'm going to paraphrase it, where he essentially just said, shut up to all the people who watch it and then complain that they're bored. Because there's in today's climate, 2019, there is a million options for you to watch whatever you want. Yeah. It is the dumbest thing. And this pertains specifically to pro wrestling. And I can be guilty of it a little bit, but we do a podcast about pro So I feel obligated to watch it sometimes. However, the I'm bored, but I'm going to keep watching. It's an hour and a half. This is so stupid. Blah, 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 blah. Yes. Have I done that in the past? Absolutely. Is it right? No. And should you do it? Absolutely not. There's our PSA. The more you know. I can't do that? No. All right. Well, fuck them then. You know? Like, just, and, uh, you know, yeah. yeah, Super Bowl is great and all that. Um, did you do anything, like, special for it? Or did you just sit at home and eat whatever the hell you had in the house like we did? Well, uh, so since me and Emily uh, have been dating, we're, this is our third Super Bowl together, we've gone to my dad's house really? each year, and so he has a nice spread of meats and cheeses. Uh, there's six dogs and four cats, so we play with all of the animals, and you know, we just visit with them. We don't get to see them too often because of, not that they live too far away, but you know how... We work a full-time schedule. They're retired. So it's weird when people retire that they get busier. And my dad and stepmom are definitely two of those people where it seems like, hey, you should have all the free time in the world. And absolutely they do not. But um, because of those two, you know, things that happen, we don't get to see them as much as we'd like. Uh, So we 
the Super Bowl, kind of our get-together yes. annually every year. So we went over there and just hung out with them and watched the game. What about you? Did you just hang out at the house, or what did you do? Yeah, that's all we did, man. We, I mean, we uh, the day before, a boy had a friend over to celebrate his birthday that had happened, you know, the, the night after he broke his wrist. Uh, so they hung out like Saturday, played video games and, you know, I mean, watched the movie and that kind of stuff. And then, um, so Sunday we were just kind of hanging out at the house and I was like, Oh, it's Super Bowl. Oops. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I guess we ought to do something for that. Right. And we just made up whatever we had in the house. Just, you know what I mean? Just watch the game and mm-hmm. did that, man. Uh, the more important game for me was the basketball game last night that I watched between the two, uh, uh state universities here and, uh, in Kansas, you know, the KUK State game, the annual tradition where I normally leave very disappointed, but uh, not this time, right? So that one was fun. Um, you know, that's how, you know, that was more important than the Super Bowl for, for me, right? That's how that goes. Hey, I get it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> hey, but I'm trying I to think what of I, what else I did. You know did. what I like, though? Uh, I like your, your measuring the length of your relationship in Super Bowls. So that way, when you're getting married next year, you will have gone past your fourth Super Bowl with Emily, and you should tell everybody that, like, during the wedding mm-hmm. and during the reception, like, maybe even tell the preacher uh, or whoever's, you know, presiding over the ceremony, be like, hey, by the way, if you could somehow work in the fact that we've now been together for four Super Bowls, four, right? I mean, I think you should really work that well, one hard. Work the room with that. Well, and if... uh the trend continues. It's not just four Super Bowls; it's mm. four Patriot Super Bowls. Yeah, because the three Super Bowls that we've watched together well, have all featured the Patriots. And then would it be so? Then would it be the third WrestleMania at that point? Because the, the, when did the, when did it start? Did you also hit WrestleMania that year? Also, how many WrestleManias? That's the real number. Been together for X WrestleManias. Yeah, let me see. So yeah, look, he's he's counting back. This will be our fourth because we got together in March. So then a month into it was the first mm-hmm. WrestleMania, and then boom, boom, boom. Yeah. So this will be the fourth. Going back to the Super Bowl, though, I want to share one just quick uh, tidbit mm. about. You know, uh, I just find excellence to be amazing in anything. Ah, okay. Acting, I think, I think I know sports, entertainment. Right. Yeah, right. Because I think I sent this to you. Okay. So yeah. there have been 106 teams to play in the Super Bowl, and. Of those teams, there have been 3,505 passes. 12% of all completions in the Super Bowl, however, have come from the right arm of one Tom Brady. Which is a crazy stat, right? (laughs) Right. He has accounted for 12% of all completed passes in the entire Super Bowl. Now, I know that sounds very impressive, right? That sounds super impressive. impressive. Now, I started looking at that, and I was like, man, well, yeah, I was like, 12%, because he's been in nine Super Bowls now, right? And I was like, which is intense. And then I was like, wait, that was the 53rd Super Bowl, right? So Tom Brady's been in nearly 17% of the Super Bowls. So by my calculations, though, 17% of all the completions should have been by Tom Brady if we went with just statistical average. I think he's performing below average. In the Super Bowls. No. He's even performing no, below average in being this well. No, because you remember that who he's facing in the Super Bowl is the best representation from the National uh, Football League, right? Yeah, the, the he's two doing best it better than anybody ever has, right? Because we really have to break that down by how many quarterbacks have been in there, right? And then, like, figure Still, that out. And his number is going to 
boat race everybody. Like it's just gonna still. God, it's impressive. Yeah. It's crazy. Bill Belichick won his first Super Bowl before Sean McVay was even alive. The same, uh, the Los Angeles Rams uh, head coach. Tom Brady's old, old was older or is older than the Rams Super Bowl. So, or all right, the Rams, your prediction, uh, Super Bowl coach, and then we'll move on into some wrestling. Tom, he says he's not retiring until forty-five. Does Brady? Like, do you think this happens? And like, how long are they actually performing at a well enough level to do this? Well, he has a doctor who isn't a doctor, mm-hmm. and no one wants to look into that relationship or that guy's credentials. So, yeah, why not 45? His lot, his offensive line always keeps him protected. The only time he's ever been hit, he was out for an entire season when the Chiefs you know, took out his knee. That was it. God damn, they should have done that again. Um, yeah. Uh, so, hey, yeah. with the – let's go into some pro wrestling, but still keep – Yes. The topic of the Super Bowl real quick. So part of the Super Bowl halftime entertainment, if you chose not to watch Maroon 5, Big Boy, and Travis Scott, and apparently SpongeBob SquarePants, um, you had the option of watching on the WWE Network, Facebook, YouTube, uh, I think a couple other platforms that I wasn't aware of, um, Halftime Heat. Mm -hmm. Now, Halftime Heat, as we mentioned last week, was a six-man tag. On one side of the ring, it was Tommaso Ciampa, uh, Johnny Gargano, and Adam Cole. Uh, taking on Aleister Black, Velveteen Dream, and Ricochet. Now, first off, Tim, did you watch this? Yes, I watched all of this. And it was? It was good. I I don't think it was anything where I was like, man, everybody should have watched this. In fact, my wife, was. I convinced her to watch it, and she kind of wasn't. You know what I mean? So I was like, yeah, this isn't. You know what I mean? It was definitely a good performance by everybody, but I didn't think it was anything like to write home about, if that makes any sense. And I prefer, I'm still glad that I watched that and not whatever the Super Bowl halftime was, was my takeaway from it. I liked – so the thing that I liked, obviously the first halftime heat was an empty arena. It was Mankind versus The Rock. That's almost – I'm not sure if you're ever going to top that True as that. far as top line – special attraction type of wrestling, right? So the bar was set to a level that I don't think anyone can top. So let's excuse the first halftime heat, right? Like that's in a special case by itself. For this though, one, I like that it was in the performance center. Two, I'm a person who always looks in the crowd, even during UFC UFC fights, just to see who's there Mm -hmm. and just to see the vibe of like, oh, do I want to be a part of this? Like if if I had the option, would I want to be in the arena? And at the Performance Center, I saw other wrestlers sitting in the audience cheering as fans. So that part was cool. And the vibe of the Performance Center was different than the NXT, uh, you know, typical television product. So I like the feel of it, right? Like it wasn't the empty arena, as I mentioned, but it was a, it was a presentation that made me go like, well, this could be interesting. And I found it interesting. Obviously a six man tag, you're going to have a hundred different fun spots. You know, you had the Aleister black sits, you had the ricochet backflip, then you had the yeah. Velveteen thing. Thought I thought all the spots were fine, right there for what it was. The baby faces one, of course, no one really came out looking stupid or bad. And so I thought it it checked all the boxes of what it is. Um, but I definitely liked the presentation. The Performance Center was a cool added bonus. And like I said, having the wrestlers spotted kind of throughout the crowd was another thing where I was like, man, if they're into this, maybe something cool is going to happen here. Nothing right. crazy did. I mean, again, another fine match. But I thought it was good for what it was. Yeah. 
Yeah, I just I think the six man tag is kind of what threw it off for me. There was no, there's just I would have preferred it to mean something or to have something. Like I would have preferred a ladder match with a, you know like a Money in the Bank style match or uh, or a storyline between two guys. You know what I mean or two ladies or whatever it is, right? Like that that culminated at halftime heat, right? It was just this kind of like exhibition match for me, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I agree. Like I said, uh, that first halftime heat with Mankind and Rock was special, right? It was for the WWF at the time championship. Uh, There was a feud already involved. Mm -hmm. I think if there was planning, you know, proper planning a year out and they said, we're going to do halftime heat. Right. Did kind of feel rushed like, hey, let's just take this opportunity to do it on our network. Right. But I think if they had proper planning. Sure. Maybe for me, right. I would have wanted the Tommaso Ciampa, Johnny Gargano street fight in that little you know spot, something like that. Yeah. Uh, but it felt a little like, hey, we got this network. Might as well do something, right? Like, fuck the Maroon 5 and the NFL. Let's do our own thing. That's what it felt like. And again. Well, and that thing yeah, was getting a lot of heat anyway before it happened, that halftime show. Like, uh, you know what I mean? There was a lot of, I don't know, social media uprising against them for some reason. I don't know. My wife was trying to explain it, and I was like, well, good, because I'm not watching it anyway. I'm watching Halftime Heat. You can watch that with me. And she was like, yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> I was just like, all right, there cool. you go. You know? Yeah. So that's probably what they did. They were like, hey, look, people are saying they're not going to watch that. Let's throw up something, make them watch us. So. Yeah, yeah, if it's already, let, let's kick them while they're down kind of mentality, yeah. right? Like, if everyone's going to hate on it, might as well take more eyes away from it and, you know, bring them over to yeah. us. Yeah, well, that's where I think maybe, like, you can get a like a ladder match for something. Like, maybe it doesn't have to mm-hmm. be a built-up storyline, but you give somebody a shot at something, right? Like, oh, they get yeah. a shot at the North American Championship uh, if mm-hmm. they can win the sit-in-the-chair match uh, at halftime heat, right? Yeah. You know, so... So, let's have... Right. So let's have some fun with this. Right. Let's let's say it's 2020 Super Bowl uh, 55. Right. Mm-hmm. Is that going to be Super Bowl 55? Uh, next year is 54. Uh-huh. Isn't it? That 54. Was, right. So Super Bowl 54 2020. It's the Chiefs versus the Saints. So it's a little bit higher stakes for us here in Kansas City, but that's what it's probably going to be right. or Chiefs versus the Eagles. Um, halftime heat has been announced. Tim, let's do a little fantasy booking here just for fun since it's our podcast. What would you book for halftime heat in the year 2020? See, yeah, this is rough again because we're looking a whole year ahead. And, man, it just feels like they like to pluck these people. So it feels like the whole roster could be completely different. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's just say we flash forward and nobody's left, right? We're dealing with the same roster, I guess, right? Because yeah. that's a, all we know. Yeah. All Elite Wrestling hasn't taken the Finn Balors that are rumored to be out there. None of that stuff. It's just mm-hmm. the same roster that we have today. Fast forward, no big injuries, 2020. Yeah, man. I Absent of doing like what I said, like giving somebody a shot at the North American Championship in a ladder match where you're using basically these same people, you know what I mean? Because that's like the biggest names they have right there as far as like who they would consider a main event player is Champa Gargano. Cole, Dream, Ricochet, Black. I don't even know who else. You know what I do? I do a tag team thing. Let's switch that up. So let's get the, uh, we'd have the Sons of Anarchy, right? Well, so to clarify, whatever that is, this yeah. is your fantasy booking. You're still keeping it in the NXT realm. You could go main roster if you want. Mm. You can go SmackDown Raw, mm. but you're keeping NXT. Oh, man. Yeah, I was. I didn't realize this was a. Yeah, you I didn't look at the rule book, Tom. Jeez, man. You spent all day typing up the rule book and I didn't read it. Okay. Yeah. Oh, well, geez, that'll switch everything up, huh? 
And let's make it a little bit more difficult. It's the highly anticipated Super Bowl halftime show of Bruno Mars featuring Beyonce. So you got a lot of eyeballs that may not tune into your product. So you got to bring it. What do you got for me? Man. All right. God, that sucks, man. Um, (laughs) You just made that like. This is so stupid. Yeah. I don't even want to play this game anymore. No, if you're going to (laughs) go there, I'm going to do that. Like, I'm going to do a money in the bank then, right? Okay. I'm going to do a money in the bank. And we're going to go with Seth Rollins, right? How many are we going to put money in the bank? Are we going to do six or seven? What do we think? Let's do six, just because that's a more fun number. Stop coming up with names. I'm going to put Champa in there because I'm going to build this thing up a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Put Champ in there. We're gonna go. You gotta have Gargano if Champ is in it. You just have to have that. Then, mm, who's gonna do some cool stuff that's not necessarily Ricochet? Yeah, I've got a couple of NXT guys that we've brought up. I know, I know it, I know it. But you gotta. And again, it can be a special attraction, so it can include an NXT guy, just like the Royal Rumble sometimes includes oh, yeah. Adam Cole or you know Johnny Gargano. Mm-hmm. Yeah, now I'm just trying to think of all the rosters, um, all the rosters. Uh, who else is a hit right now? Yeah, you got to put Ricochet. If you got a uh, a Money in the Bank, all right. So we got four. Who uh, let's put let's put Samoa Joe in this thing. Yeah. Yeah, right? And then who else would fuck something up in the money in the bank match? I mean, a guy that always has fun spots is Rey Mysterio. Now, again, 2020, he might be losing a step there, but he always does something crazy. Same with Andrade. Andrade always has a fun little boop, boop, boop thing to him. Yeah. I thought about adding in. Eh, eh, I was going to do Drew McIntyre, but he's just not enough fun for me anymore. What about what about Boom Adam Cole? I love Adam Cole. Adam Cole is is fun, but I don't know if he's getting him a match, Tom. I don't know. I'm going to throw in Rusev. Okay. Rusev. So there we got Seth Rollins, Champa, Gargano, Ricochet, Samojo, and Rusev for a Money in the Bank. And since it's halftime heat, I don't think they're going to put their big thing on. So we're going to make that for the IC title, Money in the Bank, halftime heat. They're going to have to come out swinging, man. Skip all the intros that they did on this one mm-hmm. and just have them in the ring staring up at this ladder and just halftime heat's on. Everybody's fighting, right? Like, just kick it off and just go till the end. Like, somebody's pulling that thing off as they're like, all right, game's on. Right? Mm -hmm. I want it to be like, holy shit, right? That's what I want. Yep. So I'm following a little bit in that vein with the, oh, my God, it's starting right now. We don't got time for uh, intros. It's right to the the meat and potatoes of what we're doing here, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm doing a... Falls Count Anywhere, Chicago Street Fight, six-man tag, Undisputed Era, without Bobby Fish. So Adam Cole, uh, 
the man that Charisma forgot, Is and then Kyle O'Reilly. What's the deal with him? I don't know. He's old and always crippled, it seems like. But I'm doing that Undisputed Era without him, yeah. right? For the Raw Tag Team Championships, it's those three versus on their last stand that you you build a storyline where they are down and out and they have nothing left, but they're trying to get the titles one more time. So that means the Undisputed Era have the titles, mm-hmm. but it's the first time they meet and you have the Undisputed Era versus the New Day. Ooh. And I'm back you start it in the back, right? You have like, remember when Eddie Guerrero and John Cena fought in a street fight and they had the car circling them. You do it like that. Yeah. So you do it like that. So that's how you can have Adam Cole jump off of a fucking car. or Kofi Kingston do a backflip off the top of a truck, stuff like that. And you just have a street fight that looks real. Yeah. Between the undisputed era and new day. They've got to like get hurt in this match. Yeah. Yeah, Xavier Woods has to rip his ACL. If That's the type somebody of doesn't I'm get concussed, for. they should yeah. get fired. Yeah, if Kyle O'Reilly isn't looking cross-eyed at the end of this match, we didn't do a good job. But right. that's what I'm doing. We failed for the all t- of wrestling. All tag team championships for the first time ever. It's a six-man tag because it's the free birds rule. Undisputed era, new day. Old school versus new. Use black hat. guys versus white guys. Guy all the all the tones that you could think of right there. <laughs> Rich versus poor. All of it. All right. So hashtag tweet the table on Twitter. If you want to tell us who you thought was better, you can use uh, hashtag Tom over there, which you, you're not going to use, or hashtag Tim even, right? Why not? Let's throw those in or, there. If you have a better idea, put Halftime Heat 2020 and tell us your idea. There you go. There you Give go. us your idea. That's right. That's right. I like that. And remember, we're at Table Show on Twitter. Tom, um, what else, man? Do we just need to take a break, come back, kind of talk about our favorite things of the week and then the ancillary stuff? Or what well, we I need? wanted to get into one big news item. Yeah. Not big, but it's a confirmation of a news item that we thought was going to happen, but now it has some confirmation. Uh, and maybe get your, your thoughts on this before we go to break. But... Fox, Big Fox Corporation, Fox confirms WWE deal. Excuse me, I said that weird. The Fox confirms that the WWE deal includes wrestling content outside of SmackDown. So SmackDown is going to the Fox Network in October of 20. Uh, But now it has been confirmed that networks such as FS1, FS2, um, obviously Fox itself will have more wrestling content than just SmackDown. So, Tim, I throw this softball or maybe curveball, depending on how it hits you. Uh, You're having to add more wrestling content to uh the Fox network. What are you adding? If it hits me, I'm taking my base. That's true. Okay. Um, If I'm adding it, You could do maybe some I mean we the obvious answer that we hit off air not to necessarily steal something from you but is, is your is the uh bring back talking smack, right? And I feel like that's a yep. no-brainer, right? You have some talk show style things where you can further those storylines. I feel like you can also sprinkle in spotlight things for things that maybe aren't on like one of your brands or something yet, right? Like you you've got that performance center, you got the NXT, you could just sprinkle in a little highlights or or a or here's a match out of nowhere you know what i mean for nothing right you know what i mean like mm-hmm. you could you know what i mean that's some good passive watching i think that people might hit on 
I agree. What I'm adding, I'm go, I'm swinging for the fences mm-hmm. with uh, our sports-themed first segment here, switching up the sports, going over to baseball. I'm swinging for the fences. I'm going for a grand slam. So you have Fox with SmackDown, right? right. I am also adding Talking Smack. Right. I'm adding maybe a Charlie Caruso and a JBL like or a Charlie Caruso and Edge, right? Like if Fox has that kind of money, bring in one of those Edge. you know, Hall of Famers that we haven't seen that we know can talk. And Edge, Edge and good. Christian, right? Yeah. One of those guys. Edge can be good because he can be serious but then yet funny and, you know what I mean, he can toe that right. line. Same with Christian. I think maybe you just intertwine them, right? Like, don't have Edge and Christian as like a three-man booth yeah, with Charlie Cruz and week. Edge and Christian. But yeah, bring them in kind of interchangeably. I like that. So I'm adding Talking Smack, right? But then on Fox Sports One, like I said, I'm swinging for a grand slam. I'm putting NXT on Fox Sports One. Oh. I feel like they have the NXT UK brand. I feel like that can go easily on the network in that time slot that NXT, the main brand, is filling. Yep. You move NXT, for what it is, to Fox Sports One, because now you're elevating that channel to where us Marks and you know IWC guys are going to watch that. Yep. And then you have FS1 is NXT, Big Fox is SmackDown. You add Talking Smack, and then you can add your, you know, 30-minute Saturday morning top 10 of the week, and it's Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins and Smojo and all that stuff. Add that stuff, too. But the two big things that I'm adding, Talking Smack immediately following SmackDown, Mm -hmm. and then on Fox Sports 1 on a Wednesday or a Saturday morning, whatever you want, NXT. Do you think they go – do they ham it up a little and go – not necessarily wrestling theme content, but wrestler involved content. You know what I'm saying? Like, and now fucking Baron Corbin's got a cooking show or so. You know what I mean? Like some weird shit like that. Well, I don't think necessarily that that's going to be the Baron case. Reviews but... NASCAR or something like that. Like, well, I I, I definitely think. You know, moving forward uh, as the deal becomes more official and they kind of phase out. St- down on USA Network, I would not be shocked that, you know, joining Skip Bayless and Shannon Sharp is former NFL uh, player and current number one heel on Raw, Baron Corbin, right? So we'll see the personalities on the existing content. Right. Or, you know, if there's a big UFC Conor McGregor fight, which they don't have that content anymore, but they're obviously still going to talk about right. it. That's where you can bring in former MMA fighter uh, and Punk. intercontinental champion Bobby Lashley. Right. 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 So, yeah, yeah. I, I think that kind of stuff will definitely help or, or start happening as well on top of the added content. I like that, man. These are all good ideas. So, yeah. If you got some good ideas too, hashtag tweet the table on Twitter. And then we will take a break now. We'll come back and we'll talk about our favorite things of the week and then that other stuff that happened. You know, if if we want. Yeah. When we return to the Spanish announce table. Tom's got a stall for his fun fact here because he forgot that's what we do. Yeah, I didn't. At the end of the. <laughs> the end I of forgot. The I forgot the facts. Right. Never forget the facts, just the facts. Oh, here you go. Never let the Fun facts get in the way of a good story. Never yeah. forget a fact, and especially this one. Obviously, mm-hmm. duh. Fun fact, a group of ferrets is called a business. The Spanish announce table. 
live, pal. Yeah, we're live, pal. So uh, what are we talking about this segment, Tom? We're going to talk about our favorite things of the week and then just whatever wasn't our favorite things, right? That's how we do yeah, it. general thoughts to kind of conclude the week of pro wrestling, uh, but we want to start it off on yeah. a good beat and maybe continue it throughout. Maybe everything was awesome. You'll find out. A little foreshadowing. Um, but we're going to start off with your favorite thing of the week. Uh, which coincidentally was what also started out both Raw and SmackDown, and that was yeah. Becky Lynch. Yeah, uh, the the McMahon Austin saga that they're starting to do here, uh, which they've never. Re- I can kind of take this both ways. You can almost side with the McMahon Helmsleys here, going like, "Look, man, you're hurt. You go to the doctor, right? Like you you." They haven't been like they haven't shown us which way is necessarily true here. I like how they're playing this off. Um, and Ronda Rousey still fumbling through her lines a little bit, but definitely playing the right role here, getting up in her face and the ice and Advil bitch, and you know what I mean, like playing all of that into it. I really like where they're heading with this right now. I love it. So first off, my thoughts are. Think about since the brand split, right? And now we have two identities. We have SmackDown and we have Raw. Mm-hmm. Since that, other than a Vince McMahon, Triple H, even Stephanie to a little bit, and maybe if you want to sprinkle in Shane, right? Like, I can't think of since the brand split, one person being featured in the main event of both both shows right ronda or excuse me becky lynch and ronda rousey i know it kicked off the show but we're saying the main story the main attraction you know main event is always last but the main attraction of raw right now is becky lynch and ronda right kicked off the show uh had another segment there it was featured at the recap of like the nine o'clock hour all that stuff right then you go to smackdown And Becky Lynch is featured in the main attraction of Becky Lynch, Charlotte, and then now we're sprinkling in Triple H. Mm -hmm. So since the brand split, I can't think of one talent that's been this featured and this prominently displayed ever. And not wrestling. Like, like, so clearly you think there's some legitimacy to something's bothering her, right? And they're buying some time. No, I think it's a work. You think it's all a work, which would I be do. great. Which is would be great, man. Right, and going to your uh, point about the McMahon's having a point, I think both parts have a point, and that's what makes it so awesome. It is. And honestly, I think everyone in this layered onion of a story has legitimate truth to what they're saying right so let's right. start at the very top. It's Becky Lynch, right? Becky Lynch is this whole onion at every level. She won the Royal Rumble. She's choosing to fight Ronda Rousey because she felt like it was taken away from her because of Dr. Jail at uh, Survivor Series, I think it was. And so now she wants that chance to beat who she thinks is the legitimate number one baddest woman in the planet, right? right? Or on the planet, right? Awesome. Then the second layer of that onion is the McMahon saying, just like you said, hey, go to the fucking yeah. doctor. I can't promote this fight 
And then on the fight. day of, you go back to doctor jail, if we're going to keep calling it that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I can't put all of my money, my marketing materials, uh, you know, all my features, uh, radio ads, X, Y, and Z, and then not have you show up, right? But then again, Becky Lynch goes, hey, Triple H Stephanie, you have some history here. You know, mm-hmm. I hope eventually she says, you want to talk to the SmackDown champion? I'm going to bet he sides with me on you not wanting to push certain talent, right? B-plus player, Daniel Bryan. I hope she brings that up because when she said on Tuesday, I don't trust you. Yeah. I don't think you want me in the spot. I think you want Charlotte in the spot. She has some truth to it. This, yeah, you wouldn't let him wrestle for years and years and years either. You know what I mean? Like when, when he had doctors said he would, yeah, but your doctors wouldn't – right. Right. And then the whole, you know, WrestleMania 30 thing, all of the B plus player stuff. Mm-hmm. I mean, she has truth to it, right? Yeah. Then you peel the layer one more time. And now you have Ronda Rousey saying, hey, you dumb shit. Yeah. Go to the doctor. I want to prove that I am the baddest woman here. Everyone is on your little hype chain right now. I want to derail that. I want to prove again, like I did in the UFC, like I did in Strike Force, like I did in the Olympics, and now what I'm doing in WWE, that when I am the main event, I am the winner. Like, mm-hmm. that has real legitimate truth to it. Peel the onion one more, yes. and there you have Charlotte, right? Oh. Charlotte saying, hey, the only woman to take Ronda Rousey to her limit, and yes, I was disqualified, but she was not leaving there uh, in the highest of spirits, was me. I did that to her. I put her in that position. She left not wanting to face me again. All of a sudden, once I kick her ass, she's never mentioning my name again, right? And you're not healthy, Becky Lynch, so let's put in the queen, the number one person in this entire organization, Charlotte. And so at every level of this story, you can say, like, yep. And then you can also say, like, shut the fuck up, <laughs> you know? Well, and you had the on- then you peel the onion once more, and you got Triple H sitting there telling her, like, oh, but you do this. This is you're just destructing this so you can be a martyr. Like, this yeah, is Yeah, so you can play is, yeah. the whole, uh, woe is me. I don't even right. think you're hurt. I think you're faking it. And it's like, yes. well, son of a bitch. Because then he could say of all of, you know, we don't know this. You can create this story is what I'm saying. You can kayfabe mm-hmm. this up. He can, you know, backstage get this clearance with some people. But he could be like, I remember in 2002 when Kurt Angle, you know, uh, had an injury. But it really was an injury. He was afraid to face the rock. Or, you know what I mean? He could say these examples, story right. kayfabe-wise, of saying, like, I've seen this song and dance before. And that's what you're doing. And with her not answering on SmackDown and just smacking them and then walking out, like Corey Graves said, she didn't say yes or no. Right. She just walked out. Yeah. And so, yeah, this is a they perfectly told story. Specifically said the WWE doctor. I don't know if that's purposeful or if they just haven't like thought of that yeah. detail. I mean, it's it it plays out that way, but. She hasn't been like, and she hasn't said like, well, my doctor clears me and they'll be like, mm. <laughs> right. Yeah. She could right. play that Daniel Bryan card where it's like my doctor cleared me and they're like, well, it's not our doctor. Right. Yeah. But then on SmackDown Dr. specifically, Phil is not a doctor <laughs> on SmackDown specifically though, you have this, what I feel is this dark cloud that no one has mentioned yet 
and it's starting to come, I think. But you have this dark cloud of the Empress of Tomorrow, mm. Asuka, who at any time could just walk up and be like, Becky Lynch? You mean the girl that I tapped out at the Royal Rumble? You mean the girl that I defeated to keep this? And then are you talking about Charlotte wants a second shot? You mean the girl that I defeated in a ladder match to get this? Like, she has all the credibility in the world. Champ versus champ. Right. She could easily say, like, screw these two white girls. It's time for the Asuka. No one's ready for Asuka, including Uh Ronda Rousey. I mean, no one's mentioning her. That's where. Damn good match at WrestleMania, too. Right. But that's where I hope. I hope it's next week. Well, they've got enough time, right? We have two pay-per-views to get through. But I'm hoping Asuka kind of turns heads with some, oh, you bitches forgot about me? Uh -uh. Mm Uh-uh. I look like a little China store, but I'll come in here and whip your ass. Uh, Before we move on from this topic, at Theo75 on Twitter says, about time Becky Lynch took out old leather with implants. Hashtag shut her up already. Hashtag tweet the table. The other extra caveat is they keep focusing on how she took her out at the knee again. like, And they're like, oh, it's completely self-defense. Well, was it? Or right. was it like, fuck you, you're going to come at me? right? Like, mm-hmm. mm. Yeah, was it a well-orchestrated plan where, you know, she made sure that people were holding her back and she took her shot so that Becky doesn't get this match with Ronda Rousey because management doesn't want Becky to beat Ronda, right? There's a little fun little story dust on top of all the stuff that we have going on. I think it's great. Yeah, I love this whole storyline. Yep. All right, what is your favorite thing of the week? My favorite thing of the week, again, comes from the best weekend, week out uh, wrestling television show in the entire planet. And it comes from the main event, the planet's champion, Daniel Bryan in this Elimination Chamber match. Now, full disclosure, I'm a little bit of a mark for the baby faces hate baby faces, heels hate heels. We're all going after one thing. I know it's an Elimination Chamber, but I'm using the analogy of we're all trying to climb up that ladder to grab the title. I'm a little bit of a mark of that, right? So, with that said, that's why I have a special place in the heart for this storyline. But I think it's being told fantastic right Samoa Joe this juggernaut who just says like I will take out everyone don't believe if you don't believe me yeah look at Daniel Bryan choked him out look at AJ Styles choked him out if you don't think I can take him out on the mic just reference last week two weeks ago now what I did to all the people in the ring right backstage promo this week was just killing it too I mean yeah great Daniel Bryan again playing a little bit of the Becky Lynch card or you know his old I'm a B plus player card where they say, where he says like, they're trying to take me out because they don't want me to speak my truth. Well, and here was a fun twist for him too, is he was in Washington. So he was like the finally people who understand what I'm talking about. Right. Yeah. What a great way to say like, isn't it awesome that these people understand me, but then the rest of the world is a bunch of idiots, and they go like, "Yeah, wait, right. what? <laughs> <laughs> they don't even know how to do their right. like, you know, like, yeah." But I right. guess people in Chicago are okay, or you know, St. Louis, whatever. But it, it's yeah, perfect how mm-hmm. he played that because he knew, right? You reference any Daniel Bryan in Seattle Raw SmackDown, he gets cheered. 
till they're all blue in the face. So he had to do something. And then Recycle Rowan. That's what I'm calling him from now on. Recycle Rowan. Uh, he guts out there, and then they start like, well, this motherfucker ain't from Seattle, so I'm booing him and whatting him. And then Daniel Bryan goes, don't what him. He only he gets me. You guys obviously aren't maybe getting this. You know, loved it's, it. It's reduce, reuse, recycle, Rowan. Yes. Right. I love Four that. Yeah, that's what it is. Right? Uh, yeah, so you have the juggernaut Samoa Joe. You have the champion who feels like – you know, outside forces and, you know, his own competitors are trying to take him out because he's speaking things that people don't want to hear. You have who he thinks, you know, and you could in the storyline say is the best wrestler in the world. AJ Styles saying, like, remember who the real champ is? This Daniel Bryan. He ain't it. It's me. I'm the best. And then you have just, you know, that legendary status of a figure and Randy Orton saying, like, remember, I can RKO anyone in a split second. Then you have another kind. I wish they would play this a little bit more, but I kind of get the vibe of the Jeff Hardy. He's the weakest of all the competitors as far as storyline. But I wish they'd go into the like. Hey, I've been here 20 years. This might be my last shot. Almost that Christian one more match kind of vibe, but as far as the WWE title goes. I was just thinking, when I watched it, I was like, man, Jeff Hardy did not do bad in that backstage uh, yeah. like interview. And, and on his own, he's just like, yeah, all right, whatever, fine. Hey, I'll, you know what I mean? We'll take care of this later. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. F you, right? Like, I was like, that wasn't bad at all. I was like, Jeff Hardy yeah. normally sucks in that moment. Really bad. Yeah. He's typically very bad. I wish, however, he – I want him to play going in. Now he only has one more week to tell a story. But they're like, hey, guys, you know, my brother retired. We started at the same time. I can see the writing on the wall or the writing on my face. Mm -hmm. And that says, like, this might be my last shot. I need to make every, you know, second count. I wouldn't even hate if he, like – like thought of that and, like, he comes out, like, not in the getup and the stuff. You know what I mean? Like, just comes out and, like – t-shirt and jeans no paint like i'm gonna fight somebody you know what i mean we'd be like oh shit jeff hardy's right like if i'm yeah i'm using this last title shot and the person that's gonna win this isn't the charismatic enigma it's the person the man jeff hardy right like have that little vibe to him that i think would put him over the top as far as more credibility with the others uh in the storyline but then you have mustafa ali Right. The upstart, the hey, ain't no one fucking with me. I'm young. I'm good looking. I'm a former cop. Nothing in here. I haven't seen before. Have you seen my fucking moves? Look at my blue heart. I'm the fucking coolest thing in the world. There's a reason they took me from 205 Live to the main event. It's because I'm the shit. Like, mm-hmm. love Got a big dick. So my favorite thing right. is just I don't know yeah. what, my favorite thing of the week is just how it's incredible to me. And we were talking about this off air. Uh it's incredible incredible to me that a two-hour show can tell a main event story better than a three-hour show mm-hmm. with only two people in it. Yeah. Seth Rollins and Brock Lesnar. Now, two weeks ago, I thought it was uh, very appropriate, very good. Um, I thought it was a good starting point with the Brock Lesnar F5s him six times. You know, uh, is that all you got? I'm the little guy. You're the beast. Yada yada yada. But then the second week, and I get the you know you know breaking kayfabe here, but Brock Lesnar doesn't show up every week. But then we just get into promos, right? Yeah. And so it just feels flat and dull, and kind of 
buying our time, right? Like we're saying, you know, as of this recording, it's February 6th. I guess we'll just wait till April, right, with that story. But you have – I don't even – Tim, I'm being dead serious. I don't even know, which is a great thing. I don't even know who or what the WWE championship match or champion will be at WrestleMania. Yeah. I don't know. It could legitimately be AJ Styles as champ versus a rematch of Daniel Bryan. It could be Daniel Bryan and The Miz, right? It could be yeah, a hundred different things, which is why you watch. You don't – I mean – there is aspects of, hey, we need to get from A to B to C, so you have to see line, B before right, you get right. to C kind of thing. But SmackDown just is killing it with this main event storyline. And it's a rushed, it feels like a rushed, six-man, you know, jumbled kind of uh, goulash of, of stories. But they're telling everything really well. I mm-hmm. love it. It's my favorite thing of the week. Uh, I like it a lot too for all the reasons you mentioned there, man. And and that's a good point at the end there where like they could I could see them anybody really winning this. I mean that Daniel Bryan storyline's hot, but I could see them being like, I don't know how else we're going to carry this to Mania and who's going to care and right. and you know he can still do it, but with something different, right? Like yeah, mm-hmm. like yeah, I totally can see that. So I I don't think you're going to see a Mustafa Ali win it, but or Jeff Hardy or Randy Orton, but the other three. You know what I mean? Could I'd buy easily it. see Randy Orton winning it. They oh, fucking love Randy they Orton. They do love Randy Orton, don't they? You know? How many times have we gone like, well, Randy Orton's not going to be involved in WrestleMania, and then he's in a title match with Bray Wyatt? Like, yeah, Jesus. <laughs> easily good, you All know? All right. Well, let's cover the stuff that wasn't the our favorite things because it clearly wasn't any, you know what I mean? It wasn't good. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, some of it was good. Hey, uh, are they teasing the riots? The riots are going to break up here? Can Why is that? Why do bit? you think that? Well, so they they were heavy on how like she ran away, and then her backstage promo was all like, "Well, they obviously needed my help, and we're friends, and that's something they wouldn't know about, and stuff like that." Like, I think they maybe, you know what I mean? Uh, yeah, I took it as Rhonda took care of the lightweights of the Riot Squad, and you know, like I said, we have two pay per views until Mania, so mm-hmm. we're gonna do one with Ruby Riot, which will probably be the next one, right? That's who I'm assuming. Yeah. I just wonder if at the same time, like, if they're going to play into because they kind of hit on that a couple times about, like, you know what I mean? Like, well, she's the only one who didn't go in and fight. She's like, oh, well, I, we, I need to rest up and right that kind of stuff, right? I definitely could easily see a you know slow burn of these little hints, and then mm-hmm. at the May Young Classic, have Sarah Logan and Liv Morgan eliminate Ruby Riot, and that starts the dissension mm-hmm. of the you know whatever was the riot squad after mania. Right. But yeah, I could easily see that culminating as an elimination in the May young classic. Um, what I don't ever want to see again is Alicia <sighs> Fox and Nikki cross teamed up again. That was so <laughs> I, I kind of do, but I don't want Alicia Fox. What right. I'm saying in that is I'm a hundred percent all in on Nikki cross, right? Yes. Nikki cross to me, the when she did the Alistair Black, Johnny Gargano, who did it thing, 100% in, right? right? And I think the whole weirdo in the shadows that knows more than she tries to portray and then might attack you for no fucking reason, think it's perfect. Yeah. Now, the fraud that is Alicia Fox can get the fuck out of here. Please. get You suck at acting. You're not believable. 
your in-ring talent is good. You're very athletic. I'm not saying that. But as far as on my television, bye. Get out. You are – if you're fired tomorrow, it's a day too late is what I'm trying to say. Oh, Get yeah, out. Okay. All right. So I wouldn't mind, though, if you had Nikki Cross and believable crazy person as her sidekick. Mm-hmm. And they're just – like they did to start off this match with Bailey and Sasha Banks, jumping them for no fucking reason. Love it. Just Alicia Fox, you're a fraud. You're not good at your job. Uh, you might be a good person. You're very athletic in the ring. I don't care about matches as far as I care about characters. You're a bad character. Uh, I dislike you. Uh, you care about the your revival <laughs> uh, winning uh, number one contenders? Here's what's sad. This is what's honestly sad. Uh, full disclosure, I didn't watch Raw to s- up until this point when they had the, their number one contenders match, right? Mm-hmm. I was uh, doing something else. I was at Glory and then got home late, right? Right. When they were named number one contender, I was like, okay. I 100% forgot who the Raw tag team champions were. Who are they? <laughs> Yeah, I, I said, oh, cool, they're the number one contenders. And I'm like, well, who the fuck is the champs? And I totally forgot that it's Gable and Root. Oh, God, it is. And they've done this match yeah. four times. So either pull the trigger on a real tag team, not to say that Gable and Root are bad, but I'm just saying the Revival have a name, they look the part, they've been NXT champs. Like, they have a track record. Yeah, pull the trigger on the Revival and then do the gable Rude. You know, one turns on the other, and let's, in my humble opinion, you know, push Gable to the fucking moon here, and then they won't. there we go. How Gable and Leo Rush don't have a fucking match every other week on 205 Live or Raw is just mind-bogglingly stupid. How yeah. good was Leo Rush versus Finn Balor? 205 Live, yeah, if it had Finn Balor, Leo Rush, Chad and Gable. And Chad Gable. Chad Gable. Uh, yeah. Guys like that, you know, Rey Mysterio. Yes, names that I can get behind and characters that are believable. And chat, I know, right? That could take over your network slot when you lose NXT. Yeah. And, and, you know, tweet the table, say how stupid I am and how much of a fanboy I am of Chad Gable. But I think Chad Gable has it all. I really do. I think he's Kurt Angle 2.0. I think he's funny. I think he cuts a good promo. Obviously, he's great in the ring. How he's not your 205 champion is insane. And I got you, Chad Gable, for Christmas. And I'm glad you brought up Kurt Angle because, uh, okay, so Kurt Angle does the, not the Mark Henry, but the I'm going to retire and then it gets interrupted. But why are we still doing this storyline, this this Corbin, McIntyre, Strowman, Angle storyline? Do you know a single person that cared about this when they first did it and that would still care about it now even? Now, again, um, I'm no, a, so the answer is no. Right, but <laughs> right. what my one of my concerns, and as I said, there's still two pay per views to get to WrestleMania. Yeah. But how Braun Strowman from post WrestleMania to Royal Rumble? Now he had a little bit more hiccups this year than last year. But how from post WrestleMania uh, Raw to Royal Rumble is Braun Strowman? your most over or second most over talent consistently throughout that time. And then once we get to WrestleMania season, we just go like, Oh shit, we got to do something with Braun. Like last year, that tag thing 
was so stupid, dumb, forgettable, yeah. hated it. But I, at that time, he was like one of the most over talents. And this year again, he's one of the most over talents. And we're doing a 2018 storyline with Drew McIntyre and Baron Corbin. They're giving, He's turning into the Big Show 2.0. But he's over. That's right. the thing. Where Big yeah. Show felt like, okay, we're Maybe doing Big Show Kurt Angle. Maybe a more Andre the Giant style booking at the end. Like, although Giant never lost, though, but. You get what I'm yeah. saying? Like, like still, I like, rate him saying. out. You know what I mean? Like, he can go do whatever spot and nobody cares as long as they saw him. Yeah. The, the only thing that I hope, th- this is how I'm booking it. You want me to do a T-Mac story oh, yeah, real quick for do. you? Yeah. All right, this is how I'm doing T-Mac it. T-Mac story so, time. Yeah, T-Mac story time. This is how I quickly do the most impactful WrestleMania match for what this crap is right now, right? So you do the tag match again because it ended in disqualification at Elimination Chamber, right? And you have Baron Corbin and Drew McIntyre get like a sleazy kind of win, right? Then... Kansas City Cunt punt. Yeah, something like that from right. Baron Corbin, right? Right. And then at the next one, Fessling, yeah. you WWE have to win again, right? Right. And again, it's sleazy something stupid, right? So then... Baron Corbin and Drew McIntyre are saying, like, we're the best tag team in the world. Mm. We're beating Braun Strowman and Kurt Angle. So, fuck off, right? And you just have them drift into the tag picture, right? Tag team title picture against the Revival. Fits. Right? Revival goes babyface. Baron Corbin, Drew McIntyre. That's your Raw fuck Tag Team up. Championship at WrestleMania, right? Right. Now, throughout this entire time, Kurt Angle's doing kind of what he's been doing since he lost to Drew McIntyre in November with the... God, I, I think I have one more in me, but I'm not sure, right? And so both of these tag losses makes him go like, do I still have it? But I didn't lose clean. And then you have Mr. McMahon, and not exactly the same way, but in a similar way to what he did to Ric Flair and said, Kurt, tired of this. Next right. loss is going to be your last loss. Right, like I'm Next time you lose, you. right. you're done, right? And so Kurt's like, well, God dang it, you know? And so uh, Vince is cutting him down as Vince does, you know, because they have history, right? Like, right. you you left me in 2005. You're ungrateful. I only brought you back because I thought I'd get a cheap pop, you know, all the stuff yeah. that he would say Pity better than for me. You. Right. Yeah. And then Vince McMahon says, your last loss is going to be, or your next loss is going to be your last loss, and your last loss is to him. And then you have a heel. Baron, or not Baron Corbin, Braun Strowman go, and then he, Braun Strowman, blames Kurt Angle for those two tag match losses, and he says, I'm taking you out, old man, you're holding me back, and then you do Kurt Angle career versus Braun Strowman, and you can put something on the line, right? Like, loser leaves town. Just say Kurt Angle goes, well, the two of us can't stay on the same show. Whoever loses has to leave Raw, but I'll put my career on the line. So if Braun loses, he goes to SmackDown. If Kurt loses, he has to retire. That's your match right there. I like that. And uh, I like how they hit it in the back when they had that weird Apollo Crews and Razor uh, backstage promo, but he was like, <laughs> he was like, hey, don't worry about him. He's just angry because this Olympic hero keeps letting him down. <laughs> right? Like that was yeah. a good line. And why why did they have such a tight shot on Apollo Cruz where Charlie Caruso's interviewing him, but we don't see her? Yeah, it was just why? like yeah. all dimples on on Apollo Cruz. Weird. 
Yeah, it was weird. I didn't understand that. I like when they say, you know, hey, this is a traveling circus. You want to, you know, we're going to ask talent about other storylines. I'm okay with that. But that just seemed like a weird one-off. Where is Akim? Is he hurt or is he gone? Like, Yeah, I don't know. If he's gone, then we need to push the other guy because he looks the part, especially right. with little Spud Dudley right. or whatever That's, the fuck what his it name is. But it felt like that was happening there. So if he's, you know, either way, good, use him. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, use him because yeah. you got him. Use him. And he looks the part and he looks like he could beat the fuck out of everybody around him. Um, all right, man. I'm going to go to a hashtag tweet the table here. At Chris Mercado 23. What up? Hey, by the way, Chris, how'd you like that fucking game last night? All right. Uh, Road Dog is dressed like a walking midlife crisis. Hashtag tweet the table. Yeah, and that was the Road Dog character, so I'm going to give it a little bit of a pass in that moment because here comes out the character, right? He would still be the character. But then all of a sudden you're singing a country song, which, yeah, I know that was the Road Dog too, but like just different times here these were different road dog characters that were mixing here and yeah you look fucking ridiculous man like road dog nobody wants to hear about your doggy style in 2019 dude like it's it's done now. yeah he looked like he looked like uh, like k-fed's like gonna ma- look in 20 years he looked like uh like looks a now. district man he looked like a district manager of a hot topic Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know like he's still holding on to those cool t-shirts but it's a little bit too late to be wearing the portland trailblazers jersey like it's a jay-z video in 2003 no he looks more like he's the guy selling the team's bootleg shirts somewhere down the street like if we were going to our our car coming out of sprint center he'd have the bootleg wwe shirts uh around the corner mm-hmm. like my man yo my man yo Hey, I got these shirts, man. They're only $10. $10, man. Same shirts they got over there. And like, I don't think they are. I don't think they are the same shirts. Like, nah, same stuff, man. I got them over here. $10, right? He looks like he just cashed his first check off of doing a pyramid scheme for, like, a rap group. Mm-hmm. He looks like he just had to go get a payday loan. <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> 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 road dog man and then the whole jeff jared thing and now they've turned elias full heel after like one of the most organic face turns i've seen in a while like i don't understand what they're doing here with jeff jared the fucker uh, hopefully with jeff it's jared? done hopefully it's done <sighs> and then elias uh, just heel elias to me is better than the baby better face than elias face. i agree i agree no matter how much they want to cheer him he's just got to get used to pissing him off and he can do yeah. it he can do yeah. it yeah he can do the Kevin Owens heel thing, right? Yes. Where we're all in on the joke and we kind of like him, but God dang it, don't talk about our basketball or football or baseball Yeah, team, if he right? comes to Kansas City and talks about Mahomes, like we're going to be like, yeah. hey, fuck you. Right, but we get it. Like, we're, right. you know, I like it. Well, but you dare talk yeah. about Patty that way. <laughs> right? And Maybe then, uh, at the next pay-per-view they're doing a, I don't know, uh, guitar on a pole match and it's Jeff Jarrett and Elias and Elias can hit him with a fucking guitar and end this thing but look Jeff Jarrett's never done anything in- entertaining in my lifetime uh, so I don't want to see him anymore I did get a little giggle out of him coming out number two but now it's past as soon yeah. as he got into the ring I was over the moment that's how much I like Jeff yeah, Jarrett if it ended there it would have been great but you know, yep. that's how they normally do the Royal Bowl but for some reason Jeff Jarrett gets all this section anyway well you know what it feels like is remember when mr perfect came back uh at the royal rumble and i think oh two and then um 
then he kept having matches afterwards and it was like this is mr perfect in 2002 stop it 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 feels like that all right um dana brooke and natalia they're going to be a tag team yeah for the tag team division well they're gonna have a tag team division right so they've got to have tag teams for this it feels like this is going to be one of those like Sheamus and Cesaro things, and they're, and we're going to get the new Divas of Destruction or whatever the fuck they're going to call themselves, right? And they're going to be the 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 muscle bound girls that go around beating everybody up. I like that name, Divas of Destruction. Mm-hmm. That's a good name. Yeah, they used that with some, didn't they? Already was that her and somebody else? Oh fuck, I don't know. I, don't know. Um, I hated this. I don't care. Shut. I mean, look. Again, this is my preference. If you like Natty and you like Dana Brooke, that's okay. We can live in an ecosystem where I don't like your things and you don't like my things, but we can all get along. What I'm saying on my podcast is I don't like it. I wish it was gone. I wish they were fired. There's my two cents. I like um, Bobby Lashley. Like Newsflash, I'm better than Brock Lesnar. I'm yeah. better than him in like in the ring, in the cage. Like I'll beat him up. <laughs> like he's just like, uh, yeah, I like. Well, that. and that's that's one aspect of the Intercontinental Champion that I miss going back to the Ultimate Warrior days, where even if you're the second tier champion, you still felt like you're the best tier champion they always in said the company. That, that they're the first in line for a title shot, but then I was always like, why don't they get one then? Yeah, never made sense. Yeah, it was like they're the vice president of uh, title holders, right. right? Like they're they could get the next one, but they probably won't. Um, but I like the Bobby Lashley promo, and I even like the now. I'm not a huge fan of the big guy, little guy storyline, yeah. but it makes sense for this a little bit. And I like that there's a little guy, Leo Rush, where Bobby Lashley goes, get through this little guy, little guy, and then you can fight me. And I thought that was perfect. I thought it was great. He was like, and if you entertain me enough. Yeah. Then, all right. Yeah. Yeah. That was yeah, great. That was good stuff. Good storytelling on that part. Then we got to a moment of bliss and, uh, uh, at Mr. Fourthrow chimes in and says, poor EC3, he didn't even get into 1% of the conversation. And I also wonder where EC1 and 2 are. Hashtag tweet the table. I liked how Bliss was slutting it up a little bit. Um, you know what I mean? Kind of like liking clearly, her? Or right. kind of liking him? Yeah. And that, but then, like, his moment is just, like he like Mr. Fourthrow said here, like, he wasn't, he, he was a prop guy in this situation. Well, I think that's the funny thing. Like, oh, we're never going to hear him talk, which I think is weird for only this reason. He talks in his fucking intro video. Right. He said, E, C. So we, we know what he sounds like. We hear the fucking, we hear the song. I just, are they going to, wasn't that one of the reasons he wanted out of WWE in the first place was not to be one of the comedy routines? Like. Yeah. I don't, and yeah. And Dean Ambrose, look, I thought it was a work, and it could still be a work that he's leaving, but if anything told me it's not a work, it was this, because what? So I was over at a friend's house, and he had it on, and I was like, hey, man, what do you think, man? This is is a work, right? And he was like, I don't think it is. And I was like, well, why do you think WWE's already talking about contract? And he goes, because they're trying to get out in front of social media. He goes. They don't want to look like they get. They're getting punked out with the new company, right? They're 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 trying to be like, well, we don't want them either. And I was like, ooh, that kind of makes sense. And then fucking EC3 hits him, and he was like, does that answer your question? And I was just like, yeah, shit, this might be real. Like he's just gonna fucking if he's jobbing out the EC3 on a single punch. You know yeah. What I mean? Like fuck. I don't know. 
Uh, but you weren't over here. Right. You weren't over Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Were you talking to yourself? Nope. Mm -hmm. There's another friend. Uh-huh. Sure. <laughs> yep. All right. Good for okay. you. Hey, good for you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know him. Okay. Uh-huh. It's me. Yeah. But you weren't yeah. here. Anyhow, um, I think EC3, yeah, I think what this is going to lead to, if I'm guessing, I don't want this to happen, but if I'm guessing, it's going to be EC3 cuts this passionate promo backstage that no one respects him, and then we're going to get angry top one percenter heel, right? Like, we're going to go comedy, right. comedy, comedy, comedy. He feels disrespect, disrespected, then he blows up. Then we get this long tirade uh, backstage, and then he beats up one of our favorites, right? It's uh, Finn Balor or something. That's yeah. what I think it's going to lead to. I think you're right. Hey, uh, Mojo Riley, that's still going to suck, yeah? And get him out of here. Get yeah. him out. Put him on NXT. Like, no, just no. Just, you're, or, you, get rid look, of him. There's other companies, man. Yeah. There's other companies. That's the guy Chris Jericho was talking about. Don't You don't got to push him. <laughs> like, you're yeah. fine. But there's other places. Just you're, I just as a business, you have to cut fat sometimes, and he's part of the fat, in my opinion. And just I don't whatever. I get yeah. it. You're friends with Rob Gronkowski. Guess yeah. what? Rob Gronkowski is a damn silverback gorilla. He probably wouldn't even notice if you weren't there. You can still get Rob Gronkowski to do something at WrestleMania. Yeah, you just tell like, him chicks just are get there. Get rid of Mojo. You just give Rob Gronkowski some beer and tell him chicks will be there, and he'll be like, "Yeah, man, we're best friends." Rob Gronkowski, what a he's, he's just a, polar bear he's that like just forty-year-old frat boy. Yeah, what a weirdo! I love him. All right, um, <laughs> Rusev and Nakamura—they're gonna do this thing, huh? This is, yeah. this is gonna happen. And you know, hey, poor Rusev, right? You got over with the happy Rusev day. Uh, Aiden English. Now, who knows what happened to Aiden English because now he's just doing commentary on 205 Live because maybe he's hurt and retired. You know, we don't know backstage kind of stuff. Um, however, you went from Rusev Day, what we were chanting over a Shane McMahon promo when we were talking about title contenders, to now the evil foreign tag team. What? Yeah. And Lana's okay with this? Lana's just going to be like, hey, he fucked my ankle up and cost me an opportunity at the Royal Rumble, but I'm gonna hold his hand up. Yep. How is that a thing? Well, that wasn't even like a month ago. I yeah, I don't know. I don't know why they're doing it. How is she not yelling at? Ru that could be the whole thing. Is where Rusev says, "Hey, I need to focus on a new title. I think my best chances of winning a title is the tag titles with Nakamura. It's one of the greatest right? in the world." Right, you right. One that. of the greatest in the world, former uh, number one contender, yada right. yada yada. Right. And then cunning. the the, the storyline could be right. like Lana saying, "This guy cost me my opportunity." And then Rusev and Lana has this beef with Nakamura, kind of being yeah. like this like, instigator. Look, That's more entertaining than like, just they're not here team. for you, right? Yeah. Like, what? <laughs> um. Okay. The Iconics taking on uh the. Carmella and Naomi was weird and fire and desire and nobody cares, right? I love the Iconics. Uh, yeah. What, one thing that doesn't make sense is the three teams wrestle, the one team wins, and then it's announced all three teams are in the damn uh, match. Meanwhile, on Raw, you have qualifying matches. What? 
Yeah. I get it. A two hour show. It's a little harder to tell little things like that. Um, But what? I love the iconic. So screw boss and hug connection. The alliteration is too long. It's no one likes that. Just call them the connection. I think, Mm -hmm. but the best team and the number one team that should be the women's tag team champions is the Iconics. Iconic. I agree with that. At Mr. Forthrow on the final thing that I've got here that I forgot to mention earlier. Mr. Forthrow says, if Zack Ryder needs some help spelling his name, I bet J-E-double-F-J-A-double-R-E-double-T can help. Hashtag tweet the table. Man, Zack Ryder, way to fumble that shit up. (laughs) He's mad because they spelled his name wrong. And then he spells his name wrong in the process of trying to say what his correct spelling was. Zach. It kind well, of fits, though. It works. Like, yeah, you know what I mean? Just roll they're losers. It. Right. They're level losers. Right. If, if, you, if you went with my uh, fantasy booking of Kurt Angle um, is losing it and can't find his way, I think a fun backstage promo after one of, you know, a singles loss on Raw as Kurt Angle walks backstage, is Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins telling him it could be worse and just leaving. I think that'd be fucking perfect. <laughs> Wouldn't that be awesome? Kurt Angle's just like, I can't be worse than those fucking guys. Right. And then like, and then Heath Slater walks by and is like, eh. And then just leaves. <laughs> that would be a perfect backstage right. segment. That would be really good. All right, let's yeah. end it there, man. Unless you got anything else that you want to hit No, on. I am just looking forward to the Elimination Chamber for the only reason being that main event storyline. Can't wait. Oh, SmackDown, the main event storyline, the title picture. Both of the picture. main event storylines, though, have a lot of onion layers to peel. Oh, and that's why this yeah. is the Spanish Announce Table, episode 247, Peel the Onion. And we yeah, will be back be- next week with another episode of the Spanish Announce Table, Fun fact, the average parent enjoys just 32 minutes of free time each day. The Spanish Announce Table.